welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Sports Conjure. I am E5 Bam. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here next to me on the stoop. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I love that song. I love that song. Because your love is my love. My love is your love. It's not in a relationship kind of way, but just in the world and unity. Your love is my love and my love is your love. I know I've been saying the message for the whole month is trust the process. But let me tell y'all something. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. And if somebody goes, oh, yeah, trust the process. Oh, my God. It's not easy. It's not. You're going to get obstacles, issues, challenges from family, children, blood, day ones, partners. You're going to get challenged every step of the fucking way. It's not easy for me to sit here and go, oh, yeah, trust the process. Like everything's supposed to be peaches and cream and rainbows and butterflies. No, no. Sometimes it's, Lord, you told me to trust the process. But right now, I'm ready to do 25 to life. Lord, you say, or spirit or ancestors, you're saying trust the process. But right now, this shit look dark. I'm scared. Shit ain't, ain't mapping. But you telling me to trust the process. Give me some strength. I'm praying for strength, y'all. We got to pray for that. Pray for strength. Whenever I get a feeling, right? I can't describe it, but I get this feeling. And when this feeling comes, I already know it's something is going to happen. Some shit is about to happen. It ain't good. I've learned to just sit there and say, just give me strength. Let me stand. Whatever coming. Let me brace that impact. I never forget when... I was in my daughter's house and her boyfriend then and his friends were sitting there and I just got this feeling, that feeling, right? I can't describe it. And I turned around, I looked at everybody, I said, yo, something about to happen. They were like, what? Uh, nah, it's sunny out, no rain. I said, I'm telling you, something about to happen. So I just stood there and just started praying like, Lord, just give me strength. Whatever's coming. Brace me for this impact, but give me strength. Strength to withstand whatever. Five minutes later, I get a call. My husband is dead. My daughter got in trouble and her lungs collapsed. I was walking with my god sister, Jess. I said, yo, something about to happen. She said, what? I said, just give me strength. Hospital called me and was like, listen, your daughter's in bad condition. I said, okay. I said, well, when I get finished, I'll be up there. Well, then her father was there. And when they was walking down, I was walking up. And I was like, okay. You gotta, you gotta pray for strength. You gotta pray for a cool head, clear communication, comprehending. And when it becomes so overwhelming, it's okay to say, we can table this until tomorrow. And tap out. It's okay. You're trusting the process. But where you are emotionally, maybe mentally, maybe emotionally, you know, wherever you are. 
It might not be today. It's okay to tap out. It's okay. Tap out. Say, yo, can we table this? Or I, I need to table this. This is overwhelming. It's too much. It's a little bit. Let me tap out. A lady called me today. Remembrance is something. A lady called me today and she was like, I would like to speak to Barbara. I was like, what? <laughs> at first, I had to look at the number because I thought I was being punked. She was like, no, I want to speak to Barbara. And, um, you know, because from the selling of the house, um, you know, I, I wanted her to, to make sure because there was some paperwork that wasn't signed. I said, ma'am, if you want to speak to Barbara, you need to go to Rockville Cemetery. She said, what? I said, Barbara's deceased. She's been deceased for 20-something years. She was like, wait, no, because... Mm -mm. I said, I don't know who's scamming you, but thank God you had the good sense to call, trusting the process, but still doing the work and being able to deal with whatever's coming. She said, no, I don't want to trigger you. No, you're not triggering me. I made peace with my mother being dead 20-something years ago, ma'am. It didn't happen yesterday. She was like, okay, but they're giving me this paperwork. No, 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 no. And it's public record. So it's not like it's hidden. Like she died 20-something years ago. She said no because she didn't sign some papers. I said, first of all, we moved from that house and my mother was already dead. When she was living, we was all there. At a year two. After my mother passed away, we the house was gone, right? House was sold. So she wouldn't been able to sign no paperwork anyway. She said, well, what about the other person? You calling me <laughs> about someone that's been dead for 27 years. So she was like, well, what about the other person? Well, what's on the paperwork? <laughs> he was like, it's only her. Well, they scare me, you mind. Don't put no money down. Don't, don't, because my mother's been dead for over 20-something years. Damn near 30. She was like, well, the other person, she said, can I mail, no, you can't mail me nothing. You can't send me anything. Whoever's scamming you, at least you had the good sense to call that relative, that next li living relative, and ask, right? I said, what? No. And I knew it was a scam because when she said my mother's name, I was like, that ain't my mother's name. But okay, let's let's go down this rabbit hole. But it wasn't her. It was the paperwork. See, there's a big scam when it comes to houses, right? I always tell people, ownership of all that, you can go down to the courthouse. You can go down to the courthouse and get all of that, the history of a house. You don't just have to take someone's word for it, Right? So if you plan on buying a house, you better go down to the records, get all the information to make sure said person own this house that you're trying to buy. Because you can make up a corporation. You can do all of that. And you give your money to somebody. And they, listen, scammers are experts with this, right? Because the reason why they get so good with it, because they know that people are lazy. Majority of people are lazy. They ain't going to go down to the courthouse and get the information of the house and the ownership and the lease and all of that, the, the bills that or the liens that are against the house, they know they're not going to do that because people want microwave shit. So 
this young lady was like, let me call. So she's looking up relatives and my name popped up. She's like, because they're saying that she didn't sign papers. Ma'am, <laughs> was this damn near 30 years ago? She was like, no, the way it's like she's great. Ma'am. And then they were rushing her. Not her, her client. They were rushing her. And she was like, no, pause. Trusting the process. See, doing your homework, doing your due diligence, standing on what it is you believe. For my class, right, I make sure I tell everyone. Clear communication works for me. But I want you to have like no excuse on my end, right? And I know life happens, math, math, all of that. But if you say, hey, I'm taking your course or I'm, I'm taking your class, then I need to make sure you have all the material. I need to make sure you have clear communication and whatever you don't know, that's why I give you complete access to me. I will stop what I'm doing. Not to kiss your ass, but I know how it feels to have someone teach you something and then you don't have no access to them. You got to wait. So you're, you're dangling in the dark. I don't want no one to ever dangle in the dark when it comes to me. I want you to trust the process that it's going to work because it's been tried and, and proven way before me and you came about. Trusting the process. But it comes with that flip side, that side of testing your faith, controlling your emotions. Listen, a cooler head and understanding that whatever those people got going on, don't got shit with you. Don't get sucked in that dark circle of hate, negativity, messiness, just bad shit. Don't get sucked in. It's easy. It's easy to get a part of it, but you don't need to. I went to pay my life insurance. Yeah, black folks got that, contrary to whatever... Some be, some people believe we ain't all selling fucking chicken sandwiches. Real talk. My pops was the one that really made sure I understood that. Um, when he passed, he had life insurance. My mom didn't. We had to beg, borrow, scrape, steal to get, right? And to the outside world, you would think. If you knew my parents, you would think my mother had the insurance and my father didn't have nothing. But it was the complete opposite. Once again, my mother and them, they were more of a showboat. They'll show you, right? They lights can be off. <laughs> Fucking, they borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. They, they, they were good showmen. They, they can put on that facade, right? They put on that facade. They'll dress up, face beat. Face card never declines. Hair done, clothes, what expensive dresses. With the tag still under it. Because once they finish, they taking that shit back. Baby. Laid out. Beautiful. Get in. You got light a candle. Ask the neighbor, can they plug in the plug so you can get five minutes of lights? All of that. And it, it fucked me up so bad, right, that I will pay my bills before I do anything else. I don't give a fuck. I can sit in the house and eat salmon croquettes for a whole fucking week. Until something come through, but all my bills are paid. Because my mother and them, right? My mom was that person that, fuck that bill. We'll pay for it later. Later comes up to seven months. So a bill that might have been $30 is now $700. And I'm like, oh, man, you know. So my mother and them come from the era of now. Let's live now. Fuck tomorrow. Fuck next week. Why are we preparing for anything? I won't be here. Leave that responsibility to somebody else. 
So my mother's side of the family lives in the now. I'm a front. Even if I got a house, I done robbed Peter to pay Paul. I might not have no furniture in it. But when you come through, I'm going to rent all that shit for a month. I'm going to rent it. Rent. Listen, I know people, you'll walk in their house, you'll think they have. And those are the now people, right? And it's a side note, but you got to trust the process. They're the now people, right? They don't trust shit. They, they want you to see them living this great life when it doesn't exist. So they live in the now. So they will rent TVs, furniture, all that for a month at the written center. For real, people. <laughs> and then for that whole month, everybody's at their house. Oh, my God, they're living the life. Next month, they'll tell you, they'll make up some story. Oh, girl, you had a flood. Uh-uh, I haven't got nobody. Because they had to take that fucking furniture back. And now, instead of them trusting the process, saying, hey, I brought me a crib. I ain't got all that furniture and shit, but then somebody will bring some chairs, somebody will bring a table, and we'll enjoy it. But people have this ego and they have this image to uphold, so they don't trust the process. They'd rather for you to see them, oh no, for real, I had a friend, had, remember that, that she would put on ears. I'm talking about ears. She will threaten her kids. You would think she had it all together. But once that camera stopped rolling, you'll be sitting there like, wow, kids hate her. Fucking dude don't even want to be there. Goddamn house is dirty, so she only takes you to certain parts of the crib. You will never see her full house. And it, it's only hating if it's a lie. And I'm telling her, if you do room by room, start getting your kids in order. If you trust the process and continue and really be diligent about this, everything that you, you post or you put out, you can truly have it. No. No, because then people come and they're going to talk about me. They talk about you now, love. So what's the difference? But trusting the process. But we also have to deal with the emotional baggage and all of that that goes with trusting the process. It is so easy to do bad. It's so easy to put up a facade. It's so easy to lie and have these forced campaigns and these forced narratives. The hardest part is doing what's right, taking your time bit by bit. Once again, my mother and them side of the family was more of the now people. Fuck that. Do it now. What about the light bill? What about this? Man, fuck that. Fuck that. We'll do it next time. Next time, wind up turning into six months a year, and now you got this big-ass bill, and everybody's stressing like, oh, well, we didn't pay it. Well, can you eat those sneakers? Can you, can you sit there? That makeup is gone. That hair is gone. That dress you had to take back. Was it worth it? Was it worth it to feed everybody? Yeah, and that's a, a big thing, right, for me. My daughter and them, because that's how my mother and them work. They would spend all this money for the holidays. And buy all this food for the majority of it to go bad or go in the garbage, right? Feed all these people. And then the next month, January, February, broke. Broke. Ain't got a dime. Broke. I remember when I was living in Atlanta, right? And even my ex-husband, God bless his dad, he would, um, he would be like, yo, we feeding all these people. So I sat him down and I said, listen, at the end of the day, we're going to shop and buy food for our house. We're going to plan one meal so everybody can be chill. But ain't nobody making no 14 pies, 21 cakes, hams, turkey. Ain't nobody doing all that. No one is doing all that. Because see, when these people... 
spend all their fucking money and they broke. We still got kids, bills, and everything to pay. So we ain't doing that. And I never forget when he sat down and was like, yeah, okay, we going to do it then. Okay. I ain't buy no 15 fucking pies, none of that. We went and got a pie. We baked chicken. We didn't even have a turkey. We baked chicken. We did, you know, the regular little sides, cooked, made a cake, and that was it. They put their toys, put all their gifts under the tree, clothes and stuff, and that was it. That was it. And then that next month when all of our cohorts, because they weren't our friends, cohorts was sitting there trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. I never forget when they was like, damn, Craig, excuse me, why you... um." How the fuck you living in this? He was like, yo, wifey told me. Because that was my husband. It wasn't my boyfriend. He was like, yo, wifey told me to stop doing all that shit. And I see now. And he started seeing. Why? Oh, because it's traditional. Traditional becomes a burden. Back then, the prices weren't they like now. Like even now. I'm like, look. Y'all start emptying things out. You know, <clears throat> growing up. Right when when I left out of New York, because New Yorkers really very few do it. This is the time October, right? So September, October, you start cleaning out your closets, you start cleaning out your drawers, your dresses, things that you don't want, things that need to repair. You know you're not going to repair it, throw it away. And then you have like near that last week, right on the middle of the month, you have the let's swap. So you get those things clean, you get your girlfriends and everybody, and you set out a table and things that you, that are still in good condition, bags, jeans, shirts, jackets, sweaters, you swap, you know, see if that person wanted or if that person needed or the kids or whatever, but make sure it's in good condition, y'all, right? So in Atlanta, we was doing that. Very few was doing it in New York. But in Atlanta, we was doing that. You swap it out. And then the rest, you donate it to either a church or a local charity or somewhere where they, you know, need clothes. Or you put them in those big bins where, you know, people can go in and get those clothes. And that's it. That's it. Now, you already have this free space. So, if it's not now mittens, scarves, long johns, you start getting those because the winter months is coming. You go through your clothes, see what you can use, see what you need, see what you need to replenish. Okay, can you still fit it? Are you going to wear it? And now you go through. Whatever you don't get, you donate, right, here. Or you do a swap. That's it. And it's fun. You get your good girlfriends, you get their kids, y'all sit down, y'all cook, everybody brings some dishes over, you cook, and everybody just swap through and you have little bags. Listen, this is why I always thought that the South was so great. You know that drawer full of nothing but bags? Well, this is the time you pull those bags out because people are going to swap out. So here, here's bags. Here, you, you put it right there on the side. They pull out the bag and they stop putting stuff in. That is it. If you got toys, you clean the toys. You sterilize them and you put it out there. If you got baby things, you put it out there if it's still in good condition. And those bags that you have in them fucking drawers, then bow. Now they got bags. Ain't nobody stressing about bags no more. Now they're being put to good use since you got that goddamn drawer full of nothing but stuff. Now, trusting the process. See how this is? Now, I'm trusting the process, but I'm still keeping busy. 
So now you got your free space. You got some free drawers that you done cleared out. You ain't got no more of those goddamn bags. Now, November starts coming. Some people start saving from December of last year all the way up to now. I get it. Some people do the susu. They have a plethora of ways. Shout out to all of y'all. But now would be the time that the end of October, beginning of November, you start doing some Christmas things, right? Um, if you're doing the gift bags or if you're doing something where we spend under $20, now is the time because so much stuff is going on sale. Listen, only a few stores will celebrate Christmas, um, thanks, not even Thanksgiving, Halloween. Because majority of stuff, you go in some of these stores, they got Christmas decorations up. Some of these stores, they got Thanksgiving stuff up. They ain't even worried about Halloween, right? But you have so many things that's on sale, so many little knickknacks. Or you can just start going on TikTok or, you know, on Pinterest and build your own stuff. Go into the dollar stores, you make your own gifts. Now is the time to start making those holiday baskets and getting the stuff up. If you're going to do a New Year's Eve or welcome into or new homes, little um, baskets. If you're going to do the um, Halloween basket, now is the time. If you are going to start anything for Christmas, Thanksgiving, now is the time to start getting all the stuff in order. Going through your list, seeing what you need, getting your, your product together and getting little by little so you can have it ready and pushed out. So you can start advertising. That That's how that works. If you are going to do um, feed the homeless, now is the time to start, you know, seeing who has what and to get those canned goods and everything out the way. Now is the time to see. If you are going to, you find out, if you're going to go down and feed, you know, the homeless or work with an organization, now is the time to send them an email with your updated information so you can be a part of it. Trusting the process, but doing the work. Also, to make sure you're going to come against obstacles, people with attitudes, people that just are in, they're in a fucked up position. I put up a post, which I was like, damn, this is true. We are no longer matching energies. We walking in the room and we changing the atmosphere. That's what we're doing. So if someone has a fucked up disposition or they angry or they're, you can either change the atmosphere or you can keep going. Because both, it's not a part of you. It don't have anything to do with you. But we take on that energy and we want to go blow to blow and we want to argue and prove our point. Who I'm proving it to? These people don't know me. I don't even know them. So I don't give a fuck. Why am I sitting here proving an issue or a point or something, especially if something that happened years ago? Why? Why, why am I wasting time on something like that? Why am I arguing with someone that don't know me? Why am I giving energy or trying to bring to life a dead fucking battery? You, you, I must be important if you see me and want to say something to me or if you just hear my presence. No, baby, I'm not matching energies. I'm changing the atmosphere. Real talk. I am. But I get it. It is something. And it is not easy when you're trusting the process. Trusting the process sounds easy in theory. Sound easy with the words coming out your mouth. But it ain't easy. It's not. 
I was in the uh, post office, right? Everyone that came in there was going through something. You could feel it in the atmosphere. You can just, they, they even said it. Like everyone was going through something. It was like people were ready to be on 10 because all you had to do was say one thing and they were ready. It was ready to jump. And I'm like, damn, right? You can cut the tension with a knife. So a dude came in, in the post office. He said, I want an envelope. She said, do you want a self-addressed envelope, a stamp? You know, no, I just want envelopes. She said, well, you can go right there and buy a box of envelopes, but I just don't sell, you know, just plain envelopes. Well, ain't this the post office? She said, yeah, it is. She said, but I'm letting you know what I'm selling, what I have. Now, if you want a box of envelopes, they're right there. Well, he was ready to go in 10 because he was ready. But he had a friend that kind of, nah, you know, like, how much is it for the envelope that already has a stamp on it? She said, oh, they're a dollar. He said, can I get one of those? Right? So sometimes it could be your conscience. It could be your spirits. It could be your ancestors. Or it could be somebody right with you. A good friend to where they're like, okay, calm down. Like, I got this. Don't worry. I got it. Like, I already see you on 10. I already see you. This lady didn't do anything to you. She's telling you what she has. You can't make her have something that she don't. So you're ready to jump off for what? For what? And then you're in the post office. That's a felony. So, and the cops are there, right? So it's, I don't know what's in the air. I don't know because... I've not, in my years of living, I've not seen the police be in the post office. But now you're in the post office, they're in the supermarket, you have security, but these are cops now. Cops in the post office, in the supermarket, in the Catholic churches, like places where you think, yeah, ain't nobody gonna do nothing crazy. They are there. Hospitals, I see. I'm used to that. But post offices, supermarkets, Dollar General, why do y'all have the police here, right? But I get it because they're even, which is amazing in Utica and a lot of other places, they're, they're on alert because something, whether it's in the air, whether it was a bulletin, I just didn't see it, but it is something that's getting ready to happen. So I guess everybody said, listen, we got to, we got to be, you know, on guard and it's crazy. So, while I was at the post office, you know, that had happened. And, you know, it was a lady. She came in, right? And I let her go in front of me because, you know, I'm, I'm making sure I've got all the addresses for my life insurance, sending off a book and, you know, making sure all my, all my you know, payments. Every, every company, I don't think they should have direct deposit on my, on my account. So... I don't have a problem with, and it's good exercise and give you a chance to get out. So, you know, I went out and went to the post office to mail off payments. So I'm sitting there and the lady, you know, I let her go in front and a smile lights up a room on anyone. I don't give a fuck what language you speak, a smile. So it became a contagious because I smiled at her, even though she came in with this attitude. I smiled at her. The lady behind the counter smiled at her. The person that was standing in the other line smiled at her. Guess what happened? She started smiling. See how it's contagious? A smile is a smile. 
So anyway, while I was standing outside, I was waiting for my Uber because I was like, okay, I ain't going to get back on the bus. I'll wait for my Uber. It's really quick, right? It's cheap. So this lady walks past. You could tell like her world was falling apart, but I'm not that person to just jump in, right? I'm not, I'm not that kind of reader. I'm not that kind of person. Oh, I see. No, but you can tell. So when she came back out, she had these groovy ass sneakers on. They were green. So y'all know I love green. They were green, like all the shades of green and they were leaves. Oh my God. It was so cool. It was super cool. And I was like, oh wow, where you get those sneakers from? And she was like, my mom got them. Now mind you, she's an older lady. She was like, my mom got them. My mom is on this online order, everything. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm one of those moms, right? And she was telling me about my head wraps. So we was just talking for a few minutes. And I said, you know, at the end of the day, just trust the process. And she looked at me and I was like, because I, I, as I can see your day is upside down. She was like, it is. She was like, you know, I'm also a caseworker. And I said, but trust the process. I said it. If I leave you with anything else, my love, just trust the process. She was like, thank you. And she got in her car and left. That's it. I get it. Life is lifing all of us right now. Life is busting our ass. People are scared. Being in the supermarket today. See, we have Hannaford, right? We don't have Shop and Stop and all of that. We have Hannaford and Market 23. So, in Hannaford, you have... Now, before I went to Hannaford, I went to the dollar store, right? Family Dollar. When I walked in, oh my God, that smell in that store, everybody that walked in after me was like, what the fuck? So half of the time I was in the store, I was breathing in my shirt because I was like, wow. And it was like, oh my God, this store stinks. It, I'm not even going to lie. It just, it smelled like someone was screwing and... They they weren't they weren't fresh, like for real, like it it really did fish and ass. It was yo you would want to throw up. So I didn't even stay. Like I grabbed what I could grab and I got the fuck up out of there, for real, for real. I was gonna get a board and do my vision board, right, and work on it so I could put it up. I was like yo I get that shit another day. <laughs> I get it from Walmart. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't. I was like, yo, I'll go to Walmart. I'd rather take the bus and go to Walmart. I can't. I like, for real, I snatched everything I could and got the fuck up out of there. So then, while I was in um, Hannaford, like, people were so nervous. People were so, like, you can tell. And it was this grandma. She had her daughter and her granddaughter. And the granddaughter had the doggy. And grandma, you could tell, grandma was like, if I could do it, I'd do it on my own. Because she was in a little buggy and stuff. And, you know, grandma was smiling. And, you know, you're, you're old school when you walk in the aisle and they see you and they say hello, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm old school. Right? I don't care where you are. If you walk in there first, you speak to everybody in the room. You speak to everybody. So when I walked in the aisle, I was like, hey, Putin. She said, oh, you break my day. I said, you break mine. And every time I saw her, she would tell her daughter, I guess her granddaughter and her daughter, right? So trusting the process. Trusting the process. Even with your family. 
we're going to have those family members that's going to challenge you. You're going to have those family members that oh, love throwing up your past. No matter how much you try to live your life, they're going to remember that one fucked up thing or something they heard. And they're going to bring that up in your, in your face. But you have to trust the process that they're only doing that because they want to be where you are. But fear and failing stops them. And the applaud from the crowd of people they don't even know. But you have to trust this process. That no matter whatever you're going through, it's only temporary. It's not forever. It is only temporary. You do not need to sit in this fucking dark room by yourself and weeping. Because it is only temporary. Whatever you're going through right now, it is not going to be forever. Remember, even fucking storms run out of rain. Yes, you're going through this. We all are. We are all going through something. It is designed like that. It is getting ready to be a new year. We can't go in a new year with the same shit. So it has to be some kind of transformation. My mother taught me that years ago. Anytime near the new year, you'll have people dying. You'll have you getting emotional. You'll start shedding shit. Everybody always yell out, oh, I'm going to get new friends, new this, new that. They have these new year fucking resolutions and all that. It is a process. The new year is coming. All those things that need to be left in 2023 is going to be left here. You can't keep on reaching back, people, saying, oh, but wait, remember when? No. Remember, see it. Yeah, remember. And let it go. Let's move on. I can't keep on turning back around, looking at what's behind me. I miss the view and everything that's in front of me. I'm not doing that. The universe don't want you to do that. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's frightening. Yes, it's overwhelming. Yes. Tax your nervous system if you allow it. If you allow it. Not everything needs a response. Not everything needs a reply. Not everything needs your attention. And no, it's not, oh, well, if you don't acknowledge it, then that's a form of... No, it's not. It's a form of peace. Because one, if I can't fix it right then and there, why I'm stressing myself the fuck out? For real. Why? Why? I know you lying. If the person is mad at me and they do not live in the same city as me and they don't want to answer their phone, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to rattle my motherfucking brains and lose my mind. No. Maybe the time is not. Just because I'm healing don't mean the next person is healing. Everything takes time. Patience is something that we all need. Not many of us have, but we all need. So I'm going to tell you at this moment, for this month, right, meditate. Play some music. Get yourself calming when you get up and just go about the day. And if something starts getting overwhelming, just breathe in. I trust. Breathe out the process. Breathe in. I trust. Breathe out the process. And that's it. You're trusting the process. It's bigger than you. You can't can't fix it anyway. So just trust that God, ego, spirit, deity, whoever is taking care of it. And you continue to do what you need to do. And we will not allow for somebody else's messed up, crazy emotions, attitude to change us. We ain't matching energies. We ain't jumping down like, yeah, well, you said, no. We're changing the atmosphere. When we walk in a room, we change the atmosphere. We already know who we are. We, We know that. 
You knew that when they told you your name when you were coming up. You know who you are. You're the child of, you're the daughter of, you're the sibling of. You know who you are. I didn't say your love language. I said you know who you are. When somebody call you bitch, that ain't your name, so we ain't got to answer. They ain't talking to you. Even if they point you bitch, my name ain't you and I ain't a bitch. So let me keep going. Now, if they say your name now, oh, okay, you rang. How you doing? How can I help you? Oh, well, you said, stop, stop. Did you hear me say it? No, we're not having this conversation. But somebody and they, I don't know none of them. I don't know who somebody is. I don't know who they is. I don't know they said, who said, we said. I'm not, you, you will not get a reply from me. So keep going. Have a good day or have the day you deserve. And I'm going to, I'm going to go this way. But let me tell you, keep my name, excuse ma'am. Sir, I don't even know you at all. Trusting the process. I am trusting that I can walk out a better person than what I came in. I'm trusting the process that 2023 whooped my ass, showed me who I was, showed me who my friends was, showed me what I need to do, and also let me understand that I matter. I am necessary. I am first. So when I get into 2024... I'm not matching energies. I'm changing the atmosphere. When I walk in the door, I already know who I am. You don't need to tell me. You don't need to tell me. I walked in knowing who I am. I'm unbothered about whoever you are because I'm walking in my truth. Oh, uh, what about were you there? No, don't add. I, I, it's, it's like cooking. If I already seasoned it, don't come behind me and try to season it. Now you're going to fuck it up. So we don't need that. Get your ass up out my kitchen. You don't belong here. You don't pay rent here. You don't do nothing. You don't support. You don't do none of that. So why are you here in my kitchen? That's what I tell everybody. Why are you here in my kitchen? Why? You 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 weren't invited. You not even tell me what's on the menu. You have no idea because you're not invited. How did you sneak through the window? God <laughs> remove the peasant and let's go. That's all. That's it. That that's it. Trusting the process. Didn't say, God never said no weapon won't be formed. It just said it won't get you. Says, it won't get you. Didn't say they won't be formed. Didn't say that people won't gossip about you. Didn't say that the naysayers won't say nothing. Didn't say that obstacles and challenges won't be in your way. But if you trust the process, that shit will fall at your wee side. Your enemies will become your footstool. We don't need to throw rocks at people. We don't need to show up at every argument. We don't need to sit here and do the mundane and just keep on arguing and doing all that. No. And people will. People will throw your name in a hat so they can get the heat off of them. I've seen it. I've seen it. Well, I, I literally have sat in rooms and they'll be arguing everything. And you'll be sitting there worrying about, you know, talking and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, but if I bail said, wait, hold, pause. I'm not in the bus. I'm not even, I, babes, I'm in an Uber. You on a bus. Why, why are you worrying about me? But tell them what you say. You tell them since you love, you know, putting things out there, tell them. Because you're the author. So tell them. You creating this book. Well, one day you said that you didn't like her. I said, but make it right because we don't, we don't ad lib. I said, I don't like what she's doing now. Did I say I didn't like her as a person? Well, it's the same thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't create your own content. We ain't doing that. It's already created. I didn't like what she did. 
or how she was acting. But then, you know what makes it so even better? This is why motherfuckers don't like me. The person that they tried to throw me under the bus, the person was like, oh, but she called me that day and we already had a discussion. So now, why you shifting off of her? Let's bring it back to you. I tell everyone, I don't do co-defendants. I know how to represent my own goddamn self. I don't do co-defendants. So if I tell you one thing, trust me, it's already out there. It's public news. Because when people get in trouble or motherfuckers get in the spotlight, they want to they wanna add you. So you need to trust the process that you stand on your word. That you have sense enough or the God-given sense that if something made you feel out of pocket and this is a person that you consider your friend, that you could pick up the phone and call them. But now if they tell you not right now, then you need to respect that space and go and do what you need to do and stop dwelling on it. And the number one thing you should not do is go and tell 50 other people. Because, see, their version of the story is going to get back to that person, and that's just going to make them even more mad. Trusting the process, giving yourself time, giving the other person time. Trusting the process that no matter what, you ain't going to sit in this dark room forever. Trusting the process. You might have $2 now, but if all your bills and everything is paid, enjoy the bills and shit that you paid for. I don't have a problem with that. I sit in my motherfucking house because I paid for it all. So I'm good. I'm good. So... (laughs) God said he'll take care of your needs, not your wants. Your needs are taken care of. You got hot water. You, thank God you got a phone. You got some cable. You got a roof over your head. You got some heat. You got some food in there. Trust in the process. Anything else that comes is an added bonus. And you give thanks. Trust in the process that you went through the things you had to go through. So now you are capable of paying your bills. You are. You're capable of paying your bills. You don't have to say, well, if I put a little bit here and I put, excuse me, a little bit there. No, you can pay them outright. And just keep going. Trusting the process. When it comes to money. You know, I, I love that that um, lesson I learned with my, my husband. Where people would come, especially when I lived even in Atlanta and New York. In South Carolina, people would be like, oh, I want to ask my man for money, but I don't want him to be mad. Huh? The children were first. Make sure they had their clothes, you know, seasonal clothes, sweaters, jackets, sneakers, you know. And I have four kids, so I had to make sure they had their sneakers, their underwear, their pajamas, their rain gear. I don't understand your mamas. Mine's had raincoats, rain boots, umbrellas, and rain hats because they had to go to school. So they had that, and that was put up. They had their winter coats, their mittens. You always buy three pair. I always bought three here because they always lose it. And never got the same color, right? So if they had two, they'd switch them up. They had scarves, hats, boots, long johns, pajamas. Pajamas are a must for me, you know? I'm for real. I guess because growing up, hanging around, and this is a true story, growing up, hanging around my friends in 230th when I went to 231, right? Back then, it was more of a valley girl, white girl fucking place, and they would have pajamas, and my mother and them would let us sleep in shorts and a t-shirt, and when I went to these kids' houses, they had robes, slippers, pajamas, and I just thought that was so cool, like... You really have clothes to go to bed in. 
colored folk didn't have that. You had your old sweatpants or shorts and a t-shirt, and that was it. And when I saw that, I thought it was so amazing to me, for real. I did. I became obsessed. And when I got older and my grandkids just buy them pajamas, I would buy people pajamas uh, for, holi- for, you know, for the holidays, for Christmas. Everybody get pajamas. <laughs> like, I really do have pajamas. There's no reason why you should sleep ready roll. I, I don't I, I don't understand that. Like now. I did it when I was growing up, sleeping ready roll. And my mother, like, you know how you come in, you hanging out, and I'll be sleeping on the couch. She'd be like, I know that child ain't in there sleeping ready roll. And my friends would laugh because they'd be like, ready roll. Yeah, you slept in your clothes. You get up and you ready to roll out. Like, yeah. And they would tell you in the South that if you sleep ready roll, you sleep ready roll too many times, your clothes will stick to you. You won't be able to take them off. I know it was a lie, but it scared the shit out of a lot of kids. So you would jump up, go take a shower, and put, you know, your sleep clothes on. But it wasn't pajamas. It was, you know, a T-shirt, some shorts, short pants, you know, and that's it. I saw pajamas, and I fell in love. Like, oh, my God, the onesies. I got onesies. I got pajamas, pajamas. I got Halloween pajamas that glow in the dark, Christmas. And then every year I get a new set. Like, for real, I love pajamas. I do. I don't. <laughs> so trusting the process of, and, you know, embedding things in, taking those things that fit you, that fit your life, that fit you socially, healing those things that were past traumas and triggers, understanding that you're an adult now and you don't have to play these childhood games, but trusting the process. It is scary. It is confusion. It does make you kind of worry a little bit, but remember either worry or pray. You can't do both. So if you start your day off with prayer, worry start a season. The more you do it, the more you will be less to worry. Meditate. Breathing in, I trust, breathing out the process when you are breathing. When things are going too much, it's cool to tap out and say, hold on, I, give me some time. Can I, I'm a table this. Not can I, I am. I'm a table it. I'm not in the right emotional space right now to deal with this. And if someone else is triggered or they're, you know, too much, a kind word and keep it moving. They'll find you. If, if it's meant, they'll find you again. Trust me on that. And you will have a good conversation. But until then, trust the process that everything is going to work in your favor. Yes, it might be dark. Yes, it might look like it's not going to happen. Yes, you're going to have people that's going to get on your goddamn nerve. But if you trust the process, after October 24th, that shit will, you'll laugh at it. We'll all sit back and laugh and be like, girl, for some days I didn't think I was going to make it. Ah, but I did. So I trust the process. For real. And when I tell you family know how to press a button better than anybody. Because they already know what triggers you. What, what sets you off. They know that. They know that. So you, you can't even allow them to piss you off. I was watching real quick. Let me just talk. Because I was watching two shows. Right. The first show was really cool because this young lady was perfecting her gift. And we all need guys, mentors, 
you know, your, your spirits, all that. So she was perfecting her gift. And when things was coming up, her teacher came and stood there with her to show her how to do it properly and how to, they were blocking the naysayers and all of that while she continued. And that was really powerful. That was really cool. But then I started watching The Expendables. Now, The Expendables, which is amazing because Sylvester Stallone, which wrote Rocky, my mother used to say this. And when he said it, I thought it was like, wow. He's When you're looking for something and you can't find it, then it's up to you to create it. So you remember, he created, well, if you didn't know, now you know. He created Rocky right? He also did the Expendables. And he had, it was a certain set of guys, not a lot, no more than what, six, seven, if that. Certain set of guys. And they all had a talent. They all had a gift, a unique gift, right? Now, the first one you have the Chinese dude and um, he, <laughs> he was telling them, I need more money. And they were like, for what? He said, oh, my son wants to go to a better school. So, <laughs> so they were like, when did he get a son? He don't even have a family. When did he get a son? So he was like, no, I need more money. My son, my family needs to get, you know, live better. So they're looking at him and they're like, what family? What family? You don't have a family. So you have all these people that say that you got Bruce Willis, you got Ralph, uh, Dolph London, Sylvester Stallone, my man, um, that's in all of the Fast and Furious now. So you have a lot of actors, right? And they all have this unique talent. But the cool part is they're all friends. Like they're friends. They're friends. They do jobs, but they're friends. They're more like brothers, right? So they can cry on each other's shoulder, they can argue, they can curse each other out. Well, one of their friends is going through something, right? Drugs or, or whatever he's going through. And the hardest thing is letting a loved one go. You're not just getting rid of them, but you're kind of letting them know we're not, you, you already know how we are. We are not, this doesn't stop. But you can't come because we can't trust you. And I think when he told his friend there's no trust, like that hurt him more than him being fired or let go. So then he winds up in his house and was like, yo, don't replace me. And he was like, I got to because I don't trust you. Well, in the beginning, like I said, trust in the process. You're going to get angry. You're going to want to retaliate. You want to you wanna act up, Right? Because you don't want to see where the goodness is. And we definitely don't want to always hold ourselves accountable. We don't want to look in that mirror, right? We can look through the magnifying glass all day. Hardest part is looking in the mirror. So he wound up going helping the enemy. And when he came, his friend asked him, like, yo, who sent you? And he was like, yo, you shot me. He said, I ain't kill you. I shot you inches above your heart. He was like. But who, how? So, the guilt, the non-being accountable, the all of that. But they never turned their back on them. But sometimes you have to let people 
figure shit out on their own. They got to build up their faith. If we're going to work as a team, you got to believe in the team. You got to believe in each other, but mostly you got to believe in yourself. And trusting the process helps you to believe in yourself, to put that belief back in you. And opening yourself up, allowing others to show you love, to show you compassion, and to believe in you. To just add on what you already have. We have been hurt and we, have, we live by this fear of the boogeyman and the next person to hurt us. That we don't even give ourselves time to see that there's honest to God good people that love you and will pour into you. We don't want to see that. Because we're still holding on the hurt that happened 7, 12, 15 years ago. We're still carrying this light and we get high off of this fucking story. Well, such and such hurt me. Yeah, but let it go. Even me. When I'm talking, I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. Where the other day somebody had to tell me, stop talking about what they did to you in the community. Who gives a fuck? That was then. What are you doing now? You let it go? Yeah, then don't talk about it no more. They did what they did. You don't got to keep reminding me. They, they know who they were. They know the actions they did. She said, but the surprise is you're still here. That's the surprise because they didn't think. So either they're following you to be like, damn, how can we get rid of this bitch? Or damn, how can I be like this bitch? Because either which way you didn't fold. So they already know that. But it's not like they're going to stop. The people may not be the same, but the characteristics and the energy is still there. And it goes with anyone. When you're moving forward, it's going to happen. People from the nosebleed section is going to boo you. People from the audience is going to say all kinds of things about you. People on the field are too fucking busy. They either going to help you or they worrying about their own goal, trying to get their own point. They're not worrying about the shit that's up in the audience. Those people got time. Remember, they had to pay to get there. You were invited. You were, you were asked and paid to come. They had to invite. They had to pay or sneak in. They had to sneak in the kitchen. Nobody don't even want their food. They don't trust their cooking. So why are you worried about that? Trust the process. You got the ingredients. You got the recipe. No, nobody's on the phone with you. You got the utensils. Trust the process that this cake is going to come out fucking epic. People are going to be licking their fingers saying, girl, you ain't make that cake. Yeah, I did. Trusting the process. That's all. But it comes with a lot. But you have to have that faith. You got to stay consistent. And you got to be focused. Because if not, you're going to start back to square one. Then you're going to get angry with yourself. You're going to self-sabotage your own shit. And you're going to start being bitter and then the first thing you say is, I ain't trusted nobody. I've always been hurt. And you're going to talk yourself out of a blessing that is on the other side. You know, those blessings is always on the other side of that shit you fear. Because it's fear. It's forced reality. It's forced. Fear is forced energy appearing real. You make it real because it's not real. You make it real. You give it life. You give it energy. And you don't have to. So, I love y'all all. Thank you. Hey, there's still time to sign up for my Patreon. Definitely. It's great to be October. Hoodoo Heritage Month. Got a book out. So, gather around the table. And you will catch me tonight on Facebook Live. Conversations with E5 Bayo. I love y'all. And thank you for the support, love, and the listen. Peace out.